I don't know if it does a countdown or not. All right, we're live, boys. We're live. We're live, everybody. Welcome to another episode. Which episode is it? Where are my show notes? <laughs> Where'd they go? This is Hold level on. 65. Oh, here they are. Level 65 of the Sandbox Gamers After Dark podcast. Oh, wait. We're dropping the After Dark. We're just the Sandbox Gamers podcast. We still have the After Dark content, but we're just dropping After Dark. So the acronym is easier to understand. (laughs) Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We appreciate it. We're a podcast where three vidgets meet weekly to talk about life, love, and the pursuit of vidya. Thank you so much for joining us. I am your co-host with the most, Wonder Rob, coming at you live. Well, semi-live, that is, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. But live, if you're watching us on YouTube right this second, for some reason, we're doing this show live today. I don't really (laughs) know why. Yeah. Uh, I think somebody has a sweet tooth, has 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 a craving for candy and wants mm. to do it. That's an inside joke, everybody. Uh, okay, anyway, I think I just derailed <laughs> the whole pod, so I'm just going to move on. I'm your co-host with the most wonder, Rob, coming at you live, well, semi-live, like I said, and on the line with me are two of my best Arizona friends in the metaverse. We've got the guy who's Marvin... My- <laughs> the guy who Marvin's my Martian, Vector. Greetings, Earthling. Hello. I have my Q47 modulator. (laughs) Okay. And the Bugs Bunny in prison hitting a rock with a hammer of our pod. (laughs) I don't don't, don't know. (laughs) (laughs) We got him, boys. (laughs) The beauty of this is, is, again, I don't read these until the moment of. So I didn't even know what I was saying until the sentence <laughs> finished. And I got to tell you, it was worth the wait for me. And I'm the Dodgers in the 21st and a half century. Woo! You probably, you're a little too young for Looney Tunes, Jeff. I don't know if you know about uh, Looney Tunes. Duck Dodgers sounds lame. He doesn't see, he's, no, he's no bugs. I'll tell you that. Okay, I'm going to give you $5 right now. No looking, no cheating, Jeff. What is Duck Dodgers a parody of? Quick, 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 quick. Back quick. to the future. Yup, exactly. <laughs> it is. He's Marty McFly. Thanks, everybody. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on your favorite <laughs> podcatcher of choice. If you're watching this on YouTube, I don't know. I don't know if anybody's actually watching this. Leave us a thumbs up or a like or a comment or whatever the kids are doing on YouTube these days. Follow us on threads. Uh, Update. Last week, I ended the pod with 14 followers on threads. Uh, This was the day threads launched, by the way. 14 followers on threads. Now, not to brag, 76. That's right. That's right. Can we get to a cool 500,000 by next the next episode <laughs> we'll see follow us all on threads uh wonder rob jeff w vector or vectorverse whatever it is uh we are the new and improved strong bad podcast <laughs> i did it again boys <laughs> i keep wanting to say strong bad with the acronym it's sandbox gamer <laughs> it says it's written out as the new and improved, and then in all caps, bold, S-B-A-D. And in my mind, that reads as strong bad. 
but we're not the Strong Bad Podcast. We're the Sandbox Gamers After Dark Podcast. Thank you. Uh, we're going to be talking uh, video game news this week. Uh, the video game news is a little light, but we still have a little bit to talk about. Uh, and mainly, we're going to be talking about pop culture this week. There's some Deadpool 3 news we want to talk about. Jeff got an assist. Is that how you say it, Jeff? You got an assist. You know, it's funny. That is how you say it, but I don't remember what the actual device is called. It's called an assistant. Jeff's going to talk about that in a little yeah. bit. And the boys are out there supporting cinema. They went and saw Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny and Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Is the mission really impossible if it's like the seventh mission? Mm. Anyway, little that's just a teaser for our thoughts later in the pod. So one thing I always have to tell you guys when we start a pod is that Jeff W is always D T F down to talk fun. That is so Vactor, why don't you hit Jeff with what he needs? Some of that fun. Oh yeah. Well, I know Jeff has been, eagerly anticipating what is the new comic book video games that are going to be coming out well you're gonna to have to wait a little bit longer jeff because ea had a cliffhanger announcement about the upcoming marvel's black panther and there's gonna be some very wet jeans in the house Ooh. boys because not only is it the 57th anniversary of black panther's comic debut this month but a new AAA development studio based in Seattle called Cliffhanger Games is working on a third-person single-player Black Panther game in collaboration with Marvel Games. So this is just the initial announcement that it's happening. It's going to be a game in the universe, but nothing else besides that it's happening. What do you think, Jeff? Yeah, Jeff! Uh, I bet, number one, we don't get this game for uh, three years, let's say. I bet. I bet we don't get this game for three years. Um, and uh, Cliffhanger Games, I mean, you know, we have another EA studio. Uh, uh, good luck is, is all I have to say. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe they can. Maybe they can do it, but we'll see. We have I a don't comment. believe it. We have a comment on YouTube, Jeff. Oh, oh what is the comment? Yeah, it's on the screen. Look, it says Look it's somebody it. from somebody named Candy V. Callback from that terrible Ooh. joke I made Ooh. earlier. Jeep. <laughs> she says, "Jeep, thanks for That's thanks right. for joining us." Candy's uh, our favorite. Jeep lover. Mm -hmm. We appreciate <laughs> it. Now, <laughs> Jeff, would you rather? have a game studio announce a game and then it'd be five years out or would you rather not know about it and then they announce it let's say a year out um i think i'd rather just i'd rather know like a year out even like you know grand theft auto what like if you think about it grand theft auto let's say like games that i anticipate you can replace it with that it they announce it and then we have to wait like when you see the first grand theft auto trailer you're two years out i feel like usually uh for the most part um and i just think it's too long to wait and i think you know that leads you to like your your uh your duke nukems you know your games where the anticipation just becomes so great that you'll never top it you know what i mean uh and the game 
it, it just surpasses expectations. Yeah. Well, right. <laughs> we in, all loved Duke in, in Duke's Nukem forever. Case, in Duke's case. I'm here to kick ass and talk to Jeff. But um, and I'm all out of jail. <laughs> or like, think about like, I, actually, I could give a fuck what EA says. Actually, to be honest, because I don't even believe this is coming out. Uh, because half them Star Wars games they put out, they announced, haven't done shit, and aren't even coming out. So we don't believe EA, regardless. And like I said on Threads, my first post on Threads, Skate Four, baby. Where's my Skate Four? <laughs> it's been a long time. It's You're true. Still not out. Jeff's. First and only post on threads was simply skate for. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's the content you can expect from the sandbox gamers. Uh, this is supposedly an open world game, you guys, which I'm all about. You know, daddy likes the open world. But let me ask you this, Trent. Maybe you can shed some light on the subject. It, this is not the same game that was announced a while back. The black panther captain america game correct or it is no this is a different game so we're getting two separate black panther games from two separate oh, studios yeah mm. <laughs> it sounds like bullshit there's no oh, way yeah they you know we can't even get that where, where's what happened to that wolverine game oh that's so, years out probably what happened to that nothing I've, happened actually that. last i heard which was recently that they're they're hiring writers for the game <laughs> currently like they're all in on spider-man 2 and i think once spider-man 2 is on the shelves is when they're gonna really start the wolverine oh, game man. that's all that's all scuttlebutt though that, that game that's... if if true that game is fucked oh man mm -hmm. don't say that jeff don't say that <laughs> why is. would you say that yeah why do you say that because <laughs> it's just i, I don't know I do like, uh, is it Insomnia who made? Who's yeah, making? Insomnia. Insomniac. Insomniac, <laughs> my bad. I'm sorry. Uh, not, not Dave Attell's Insomniac. Insomnia. Oh, Dave Attell's Insomniac? <laughs> that is a yeah. deep cut, Jeff. Yeah, and I can, go. I appreciate that. I used There's to watch, reference. I watched that show every week, Jeff. Oh, he, he was in yeah. Tempe one time. I should find that episode then. Yeah. Yeah, he was at the Hippie Gypsy and stuff like that. Oh, man. <laughs> That's a local reference for you guys out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, I I think Insomniac's good, but I don't. I don't again, like, if you, you haven't even written the game, like, like why tell me? That was the last time I heard about it. I mm -hmm. I read that they had job postings for writers oh, right, a while right. back, so that might be additional writers. I don't know if it's the sweet. writer strike applies to video games, so that's that's an interesting. Uh, I think it does. So maybe oh wait, that's, no, 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 I think it does not. Yeah, so I don't really know. Um, but back to, back to the original point is that I was getting confused about the previous Captain America Black Panther game that was announced, and we haven't heard anything about. Yeah. So who know who knows if that game is still happening? But yeah. I agree with Jeff. I would much prefer you don't need to tell me about the game you're making that's five years out. You know mm -hmm. how long I've been waiting for Fable, Jeff, <laughs> or Redbird. <laughs> Forever. If we had a soundboard, yeah. Trent would be pushing that button. Forever. Yeah. <laughs> so that it's an untitled Captain America Black Panther game. It's being done by Skydance New Media. This Whoever game that is. is Cliffhanger Games. <laughs> so yes, there are two separate games, and they are both happening. And when Jeff is playing them, he's gonna be very happy. 
as long as they're not like that one Marvel game that Ubisoft made that really, uh, you know, we won't we won't get too mean. I don't know which game you're talking about. Yeah, oh, the Avengers. Avengers game. Yeah, is that Ubisoft? I thought it was Square Enix, or they're they or is it Square Enix? One of those. Yes. One of the right. others. Get yeah. your yeah. facts straight. That game pooped the bed. You're Still not wrong. Bad. That game was not that good. Yeah, and I bought Guess the who's... deluxe edition for somebody on <laughs> yeah. this show. I bought it co-op. with them. You fooled me because it's co-op. It. <laughs> well, I didn't Guess ask who's you to do be... that for me, Jeff. Guess who's going to be in the untitled Captain America Black Panther game, Jeff? Oh, is it Yuri? Or Nolan North, or uh, or whoever else. Yeah, it is a female. Now, Jeff, what Zendaya video game actress do you know? What is the who is the only video game actress that you know? Tara Strong, Janina Gavankar. He doesn't even know the only actress he knows. Good. Yeah, I would. Jeff, Jeff, you don't even know her. Yeah, Tavina Tavina Debong. Voices yeah. <laughs> Princess Peach. Yeah. Hey, guess who's writing that Captain America Black Panther game? Who? Not only Amy Hennig, but mm. Mark Bernard and Fat Man on Batman. What? Oh, wow. Okay. What? Okay. I'd be all right. How you like that, Jeff? Uh, somebody in our YouTube chat wrote, Wow, that Candy V must be a supermodel. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's uh, we flirt with with our viewers. <laughs> the best part is she doesn't know which one of us. Uh, it no, could have been any me. one of us. She, no, no, no. She didn't. No, 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 no. She goes, that you? <laughs> Who knows? But I'm not allowed to call your wife a supermodel. What's the, what's wrong with that, dude? It's a compliment. All right. Oh, uh, so that's so that. So two Black Panther games, Jeff. Yeah, Jeff. Yeah. We'll see. I bet you we get. I bet you we get one. I say we get one. Probably. All right. All right. Put it down. Put it down on the uh, the time capsule, and we'll come back and check that in the thirty years, Jeff. Mm-hmm. All right. Moving on. This isn't uh, video game news, but it was a slow video game news week, and we don't really want to talk about the Microsoft acquisition of Activision and all that stuff because right. it's the, the same thirteen lawsuits. Yeah, it's the same story every week. <laughs> so we don't want to really talk about it. So let's talk uh the bombshell that happened. Again, not exactly video game related, but sort of because we were just talking a Marvel video game. There were some uh behind the scenes stills, quote unquote leaked of Deadpool 3 featuring the one and only huge Jacktman <laughs> in his classic Wolverine costume. And I need to know exactly how hard each one of you got <laughs> when you saw that, starting with Chief. Uh, yeah, that was... Uh, I was super hyped on that, actually. Uh, number one, because I feel like Hugh Jackman <laughs> got, got totally... Uh, <laughs> I didn't cream my pants. We'll just say that. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> I just, you know, it was just... I was excited for said, you know, leaks. Um, but Hugh Jackman has not had uh, enough good Wolverines, I think, under his belt. So for him to get, uh, you know, uh, an not iconic good Wolverines, looking... yeah, I mean, I think right, some of those go down the movies list. Are, are shitty. I think uh, that Wolverine movie shitty that they did. Vactor, uh, 
you know. I'm going to go down the list. You mark which ones Jeff says are good versus bad, and we're going to figure out, does he have more good or bad? Okay, so you got X-Men. Good or bad, Jeff? Jeff says good. He says bad. Did you say bad, or are you being serious? No, no, no. I I would say the first one's good. You're talking about 2000s, right? Yeah, so I'm just going down the list. Off the top of the dome, because that's how dedicated I am, Jeff. X-Men 2. Bad. What? he, hey, we're just going down the list. He thinks <laughs> he thinks the the single best X Men movie is bad. He's allowed. He's wrong, but he's allowed. <laughs> he's lying. He's trying to get a response. He's trying to troll a reaction out of me. <laughs> no, it's, it's bad. Okay, he no, thinks it's bad. Let's see what he true. says about number three, though. This will be the, the the real test to see if he's trolling okay. or not. Jeff, what about number three? Bad. I don't think okay. he's ever seen these movies. Bad. Maybe, maybe he has. We're get, we're gonna get there. We're gonna. What's get an X Man? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so X Men Three is bad. X Men Origins Wolverine, bad. Um, X Men First Class, bad. Um, X Men Days of Future Past. Now this, that is the greatest. That's the best. That's one of my favorite comic book movies period i would say days of future past okay um x-men or no it's not x-men origin wolverine it's just a, the wolverine what about the wolverine uh i can't even remember the wolverine it. i don't think i don't know if you've even seen that directed by james mangold yeah. yes um how was about... that the one that leaked right that had to be the one that leaked right or no that was x-men origins wolverine that was origin okay i watched that shit for free mm-hmm. The leaked version. I'm part of the problem. <laughs> uh, what about Logan? Logan's really good. I really, really like Logan. Okay, I don't believe I forgot any, uh, Trent. What? What's the verdict? Jeff More bad. Only likes the only movie he likes is, is the Days first one, past. and Days of Future Past, and Logan. <laughs> That's it. I was saying they they stand out to me. I don't even remember what we were talking about. <laughs> uh, oh, Deadpool 3. <laughs> I just burned your brain so hard. That's right. Um, what I'm curious about with these leaks is so the very first picture was posted on Ryan Reynolds's Instagram story. And then that took off like wildfire. And then a shitload, a Jeff load, if you will, of <laughs> pics from the set. All came out the same day. Tons so the, did he? So he posted the first actual image of it, or yes. as far oh, as I'm wow. aware, he did. So he must yeah. have known they were shopping these images around. Maybe? Exactly. That's what I think happened because mm-hmm. it, to me, it feels like the the reveal of Wolverine in his costume is like a trailer moment. Yeah, you know what I mean. Not something that they're putting out right away, or they're putting out an official still, like uh, like when Iron Man came out or when uh, yeah. the Dark Knight came out for like Heath Ledger, like they're putting out official stills. That's 100% a Comic-Con. When you talk about creaming jeans or whatever you were talking about earlier, uh, that is that is that moment if they, you know, reveal him in that at like a Comic-Con type thing, I feel yes. like. So, and it's the only thing going on in town because there's a writer strike, so nothing new's being written. Uh, they're not really filming anything right now because of the writer's strike. So I assume that they're, this is all people have to do is just go look around at the movies that are currently being filmed. Um, and now there's an actor strike. The SAG strike just happened. So now they, I don't believe they can even film Ooh. right now. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But 
let's talk let's talk about one of the pictures in particular and i'm curious about your thoughts there's a, a picture where uh wolverine and deadpool are fighting in front of a what looks like a demolished or half half demolished 20th century fox logo have you seen this have you seen this have you heard about this kev <laughs> did you guys see that picture i did see that i don't maybe i'm not maybe i'm not rooted enough in what the symbology here is the symbolism is here so i don't know what the let me enlighten like, you Joe. i don't get it uh oh, they have, got bought right is that what's happened well yeah disney owns owns fox but uh-huh. here here's my two thoughts I, I came to two conclusions when I looked at that, and I'll let Trent talk in a minute. He's the comic expert. I'm just a I'm just a a, a layperson talking about this. Mm. Either it's Deadpool kills the Fox universe, mm. based on all the rumors of who's joining the cast, like Jennifer Garner, Ben Affleck's been spotted on set. There's been Fantastic Four rumors, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, okay. Um, or hear me out on this. What if they're in the same place? I forget what it's called, and Trent will have to enlighten me on this. Where, uh, in in Loki, where they sent all the Loki variants, that world with all the trash. Oh yeah. What if they're there? Did I just blow your mind? <laughs> Did I just blow your mind? Because oh, Owen Wilson is rumored to be in the cast too. Although you haven't seen any Ooh. official things. But anyway, just a little food for thought, you guys. I just wanted to get your thoughts on that costume. What do you think, Vector? Did you cream your jeans? Oh, yeah. This was something that we've been waiting for since 1992 when I had a big bowl of cereal right in front of the TV screen. And I was watching the X-Men animated series. Everybody was also butthurt about him not or him having sleeves. Whereas the comic suit and that cartoon, he does not have sleeves. So I don't know what that was all about, but um, this looks very good. Just like the Deadpool costume itself, it looks like they're going, they're trying to be super comic accurate, which yeah, the, makes yeah. me happy. The co- the Deadpool costume is like a brighter shade of red. It's virtually the same as far as I can tell, but the, the shade is brighter. Yeah, his eyes are a little bit different. His belt buckle's different. And then the material on the suit is a little bit different. Whereas the older ones, it looked like they were trying to go for that leather, you know, realistic look. This one looks more like it's almost trying to be like spandex. So it looks like they're trying to go for more comic book. You know what they need? They they have it, but not really. Is it that little that little piece of fabric that's hanging off the back of Deadpool's head. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> it sticks out just a little bit, but that's not enough. Like I want like I want it dangling in the wind like Donatello's bandana. Mm-hmm. Like that would be rad. Yeah. But uh, uh no or we're not seeing this anytime soon. Deadpool three I don't think opens until next summer, uh if not earlier. But it's definitely not this year. So we'll see how that goes, boys. But a little Deadpool talk for the kids out there. Uh, let's shift gears. We're going to move into our Let's Play section. And we do have a, a small amount of video games to talk about. I've been playing uh, Humanity on the PSVR 2. Uh, but I'm actually going to save my thoughts on that for the next episode because we got a lot to talk about. Jeff is the proud owner of an Asus ROG ally. 
Uh, for those of you who don't know, that is a competitor, a product very similar to the Steam Deck, a handheld PC. Uh, very similar form factor, very similar setup to the Steam Deck and the variety of other handheld PCs that are out there right now. But uh, these two, Vector and Jeff, went halfsies on a Steam Deck a while back. My old Steam Deck, as a matter of fact. And then they straight up threw it in the trash <laughs> for a ROG ally. So I'm curious, Jeff, what made you make the switch to the Assist and how do you like it? compared to the steam deck well like most things i was fooled into it by our buddy here no um <laughs> well so the number one thing is uh you know the steam deck is pretty uh flexible let's say there's a there's quite a bit you could do with it but uh i prefer actually to have a windows based device uh only because i can get like diablo 4 other things on there um and it does that pretty well i know trent got his hands on it yesterday or what day do we see mission impossible it's been a day or two yeah, it's two been days, a couple days um anyway uh so i let him test it out too it there's things if i can just compare it to the steam deck i think ultimately it's it's better uh i think it does run a little better i could i could if I had bumped the settings down on like Jedi Survivor, I think you can run it on there. Uh, you're going to have to sacrifice uh, probably some like, you know, textures and shadows a little bit here and there. Uh, and, and maybe I don't know if there is a variable like resolution option on that or not, but uh, something like that, I think it could make this thing go a long way. Um, I, I would say the the biggest problem i have with it is the clunkiness like versus the steam deck the steam deck is like felt very even me and me and trent sharing it back and forth like you know very simple straightforward you know not a lot of like hit or miss here and like or just you know everything worked well uh the community behind the the controller profiles to make everything work uh it's pretty great on the steam deck um and all that stuff is basically missing uh, from the Asus uh, thing here. Um, it, it, I, I think, you know, it's funny. I, I started it up and I, I, I knew what I was, I knew I was going to set up Windows, but it never sounds as bad until you're doing it. And then you're like, fuck, I'm setting up Windows right now, which is like the shittiest experience of all time now because it has to be online. It has to be, you know, all this stuff. Uh, and it, and it kind of blows. Uh, Trent's holding it up. Look at yeah. those LED thumbsticks. That yeah. that ends 10, 10 extra graphics on any game <laughs> you're playing. <laughs> right. And so I'd say that sucks. Also, it sucks logging into everything because, you know, I also have everything like two-factor authentication like you should if you're purchasing stuff on oh, that no. account. Oh, so no. I'm like double logging into everything over and over again. But once you get there, it actually is really nice. Um, I... I the the hand you, there is a little bit of like a you you have to sort of compare everything you know handheld versus plugged in because when it's plugged into the wall you get what it goes into what's called turbo mode i don't know if trent's seen that yet but it kind of goes from performance and turbo modes so when you take the battery or when you take the power cable out and you're on battery it goes to performance it lowers the performance a little bit but just makes it you know uh makes the battery last a little longer but as soon as you plug it in that fan is like kicking 
it, it, it's going and it, it's really pushing the device uh and it, it looks really good you know i ran uh a few games i, I, I ran jedi survivor on there uh, hold on jedi survivor would boot yes it did boot you could it get would into not the boot game. on the steam deck so everybody knows <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I got to play it's it's it was really framey while i was playing but you can i feel like you can tweak some stuff in there and make it you know a little more playable I, I imagine if you drop it down to like 720p even i think you might be able to get uh some pretty good performance out of it maybe um but yeah it was it's definitely good i, I like it it's just clunky it's not i was telling vector it's almost like it's a little bit like not entirely, but it's almost like an Android versus an, an Apple device in a way, right? Apple's everything is is all tied in together. You know, uh, the Android to do a little more work, although you know at the end of the day you get a little more control over the device. So it just it feels like that comparison. And um, just a couple things about build quality. You know, the LEDs on this on the joysticks are awesome. The software that they have to like change all that stuff is pretty pretty good. It's a little bit again clunky here and there but they have dedicated buttons to it on there like a uh, below select and start there's some stuff you can get into the menu and change things on the fly um and you know it feels good in the hand it feels solid it doesn't feel cheap or plasticky it doesn't feel like or i should say like hollow plastic you know it feels it feels pretty good um the vent on that thing is it's at the top so it is nice that all of the heat kicks out of the vent right there. It's sort of if you're looking at it here, it's on the bottom of this video, but or bottom side of that. But it's if you're looking at it, it's on the left top of the device, um, which is not fun to hold. When you accidentally go to do to do one of these moves and oh, grab yeah. it and it's hot, that is not fun. Uh, but it, uh, I do like it overall, though, just because it's blowing away from me. Uh, pretty much generally at all times. Um, yeah, man, I, it's it's uh, it's really good. I, I like it. I think it probably would outlast. Like, I don't know. I think it's it's just a uh, a really solid competitor, especially if you're willing to you know tweak stuff a little bit and like actually you know log into everything you got and then you know modify it yourself. You just don't get that community support that you know the steam deck has so it operates like a desktop when you're not using. yes it oh yes so there is two modes of control you get a desktop kind of control and a, like a gamepad control that sucks um and in fact i i was telling trent this when i handed it to him i'm like you're gonna have to use the touch screen a lot uh or at least i did i found it to be the quickest way of just oh i need to get to windows again i'll just swipe up go to the taskbar uh Using the the dedicated mouse Joy-Con, you know, option there was not great, and like sometimes it just didn't register stuff when I tried to click it with it. Mm -hmm. um, so that that kind of sucks, but you can still maneuver in the touch screen uh, fairly simple, you know, in a fairly simple manner. Um, you're not going to really like struggle with it. It's just not as maybe maybe in tune or maybe. Uh, you know, developed, I guess, is uh, is maybe the menu makes it look to be. How's the battery life compared to the Steam Deck? You know, my bat, I, my battery life seemed to be okay. I actually, you know, it's funny. I have uh, this plug right here. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, when I was trying it, I was laying here and plugged into here because I wanted that performance. Um, 
so I actually didn't test the battery to like the fullest extent. Um, but I bet you it drains it. And the only the other the other thing I guess you know you have to kind of treat it like like a laptop in a way, right? Or like a mobile tablet with Windows. You know, I'm looking at it. I'm just paranoid about like you know, how many services are running in the background, how many things are going on. Like I need to like customize windows more. I still hand it, when I hand it to Vactor, I'm like, I still need to like tweak this for us a little bit to make it run better. I tried to, you know, get rid of like stuff we don't need, like OneDrive and all this other garbage. Get OneDrive off of there. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's McAfee, like, what's it doing? On <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's, you know, it's a little weird. Uh, but overall, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't know how much Trent got to play with it, but yeah. I, How's your I experience am, uh, with it? I got to pick it up and I got to plug it in. Ooh, <laughs> you like how it feels in your hands? Oh yeah, it's smaller than the well, not it's slimmer than the Steam Deck oh, and it's a little bit lighter. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's funny I would like to like I didn't I haven't held held it back to back. That's what she said. But it uh it definitely feels I I think it feels good though. I feel it feels like, you know, like not I just I wouldn't say it like feels cheap, which was what my fear in a, a Windows based <laughs> uh, device. Well, right. Do you regret? Do you have uh, do you have buyer's remorse? Or are you happy with your your swap? Jeff. Jeff froze. He's gone. Oh. Yep. Sorry. We're live. It froze. Do you regret your purchase? Do you have buyer's remorse or are you uh, happy with the swap for the steam deck? Uh, no, I'm happy with it because I can play more games and I don't have to with steam deck. If you want to really get going, you have to, you know, do some hacking, I guess, let's say you have to do a little bit of well, a, that's true. extra work. And here you're, you know, there's extra work, but less of a barrier. Let's yeah, say like you could get ba- like Battle.net on there or uh, like yeah. the Epic Games yeah. Launcher. Or and that was the like first that. thing I did. Yeah. And it has like a little, I, in fact, I don't know if you've even messed with it enough. It has like a little game library section there where it'll pull up like the launchers and then the games you have installed. So, I mean, they do a pretty good job of like scanning your C drive. Uh, but the problem is, is it just, uh, it's not the greatest way to manage those games. Um, I find, Literally, I was using it like Windows, which is which is fine. Um, but it's uh, it would be nice to have some kind of like interface that kind of took over, you know, instead of just Windows in touch mode or whatever. All right. Well, we appreciate your review, Jeff. I'm uh, you know me and electronics. I'm mildly jelly right now <laughs> of it. How but long I'm... before this shows up to your house? Oh or my one gosh. of these. <laughs> I was gonna say, well, you know, it'll sit there with my PSVR two and my oh yeah, uh, true, true, and my Quest two and my Steam Deck and my Nintendo Switch and all my other things. But I just gotta have it. It's just how it goes, Chip. So we'll see. Uh, and my non-existent analog pocket that may or may not ever come to me. Oh, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what's happening there. All right. So we're gonna shift gears again, since it is a slow video game week. The boys saw a double feature since the last time we saw them. They saw In Diana Jones and The Dial of <laughs> Destiny, and they saw Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. So the boys are going to discuss these movies. I'm going to simply sit back and take in the spoilers because I haven't seen these. And to be perfectly transparent, I don't really have a desire to see either one of these. 
But I really do have a desire to hear my boys talk about movies because that might be my preferred way to consume movies these days is to hear Jeff and Max (laughs) talk about it. If if it doesn't say Marvel's Indiana Jones or Marvel's Mission Impossible, very rarely am I interested. So I'll let you guys take it away. Tell us about those movies. Oh, and for everybody listening, uh, if you don't want to hear spoilers, just skip to the very end of the pod. Because I'm giving the boys full, full authority to spoil whatever they want about either one of these movies. Mm. All right. Take it away, boys. I want to know Jeff's history. Because both of these are sequels in long-running franchises. So let's start off with Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. This is the fifth Indiana Jones movie in the series. There was also a young Indiana Jones TV show in the 90s. Jeff, going into this Dial of Destiny, what was your experience with Indiana Jones? Um, I have seen at some point in my life like two of them, I think. So not much. And then, well, you know, then when I was, you know, when I was growing up, like, you know, going through what year did the other? What year did that shitty one? The last, the, you know, Crystal Skull come out. What year that was, was that? Two thousand seven. Yeah, so I was in like high school. You know, so that was coming out then. And uh, boy, did that movie Sorry. get doesn't? Yeah, that still. So I was still in high school. Uh, you know, and that movie got shit on. So actually, I don't think I've ever seen that movie outside of clips of that alien <laughs> bullshit that's in that movie. Um, so. I really don't have uh, a ton of experience with the uh, with the franchise other than, like I said, like, like I remember the movies. I could tell you like short round who he is, you know, like I can remember things. But at the same time, I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, remember this great reference here. You know, I know like, you know, it's funny. I probably know some through like some of the references through like, you know, Kevin Smith dialogue. Right. <laughs> uh more so than actually watching the those movies and being a huge fan. Uh, basically, I'm fine with these movies, but I'm not. I'm not a huge fan. I'm not. You know, I'm not uh, creaming my jeans as as Rob would put it over Ooh. over this franchise. <laughs> well, I enjoy the Indiana Jones movies. I don't love them, but I respect them, especially the people behind them. Steven Spielberg directed. The first four. He did not direct this new one we just saw. That was James Mangold, who directed The Wolverine and Logan, and he's directing an upcoming Star Wars movie. So, um, uh, Steven Spielberg, director, George Lucas, producer on all the originals. So, I always find them to be interesting because there's each one is set in a different time period, and they're all supposed to be homages to old school stuff so like the originals are supposed to be the um action adventure serials like in the 40s the 30s and the 40s where that's where that term cliffhanger comes from where at the very end of it somebody would literally be hanging off a cliff and you're like all right tune in next week and see if he lives that's what the original indiana joneses are supposed to be kind of like an homage to so I always thought those were interesting. And then when Crystal Skull came out, they did it was a tribute to science fiction like B movies 
in the 50s and that's where I, like where you would get the giant ant you know oh we're gonna die because there's an ant mm-hmm. um like just what's what's like corny today so that crystal skull it was supposed to be aliens and an homage to that type of movie so i always thought those were interesting the behind the scenes and like the what they were supposed to be the actual movies themselves i i watched them and you know one time and then i never went back to them i wasn't like i was watching them like star wars like i wasn't watching them every year so i i think they're interesting and i like listening to the behind the scenes and like what they went through to make the movies Mm-hmm. And so when this one came out, the thing that was interesting to me on Dial of Destiny was, all right, Harrison Ford is 80 years old. What does that look like? Because even in 2008, he was like mm-hmm. sick in his 60s. And, and he's we wrecked like, the plane since then oh, yeah. in between these movies, you know, we, like we were like, hell? he was old in 2008 and mm-hmm. he could barely move. So what is it going to be like when he's 80? And I thought this Dial of Destiny, they did a a pretty good job of disguising his age. And there's a couple ways that they did that. Number one is de- they had a bunch of de-aging, digital de-aging of his face in a bunch of flashbacks. And then in the current, like the current timeline of the movie, there was a bunch of stunt doubles. Like he was barely doing any of the, the actual running oh, or. Yeah, no. The only thing he when was you saw was him sitting doing in the car. It. It looks rough. <laughs> yeah. So I think Dial of Destiny accomplished the goal of, all right, here's what is Indiana Jones as an old man? And also just a, a fun action movie. Because the whole movie is like a chase. Like every scene is, all right, he's right. running from the Nazis. All right, he's running from that guy, the CIA guy. This he's is running a, the, in the library. Yeah. Do you Every, even do anything, Indy, or you just run? <laughs> that's, that, that's the irony here. The, the oldest fucker in the movie is constantly running. So it's like, <laughs> it just doesn't look great, I think, in Very some Very Tom Cruise-esque, which we will oh, get yeah. to when we talk about Mission Impossible. But um, I thought it was interesting, like I said, just to see him at that age. And then also where is this going to go from here because it's billed as like all right this is his last one this is the final indiana jones mm-hmm. which we thought the last one was in 2008 and right what what i really find interesting also about these is like does it justify them creating a whole new one and mm-hmm. after the third movie has maybe the greatest ending of all time for a franchise he literally now the third one is the one with um yeah what happens in the third one the very the third one is his dad and uh it's like the whole franchise like all three movies come to a a conclusion like you find out about his dad his history his past and the last shot of the movie is them riding off into the sunset, like literally riding off into the sunset. Like that uh-huh. is the last shot of the movie. So it's like, why would you try to come back from that? Like, why would you try to do another ending to that? Cause you're never mm-hmm. going to top that ending for the, for the franchise. Right. So when they did it with crystal skull, I was like, all right, well that didn't justify them coming back. 
And now with this one, the same thing. I don't think it justified like bringing him back out of retirement, out of mothballs. Mm -hmm. I just don't know why they said, yeah, let's do it again. Let's do another one. Yeah. And there's a couple, you know, like you said, they, uh, he he looks rough in some of the movie. Uh, and it is it is very plainly obvious, like this guy's not moving around much anymore, which like obviously he shouldn't be. Um <laughs> The there's also like a couple like the sort of like other side characters going on here, you know. So Rob, obviously, it's like about Nazis, and there's they're chasing after this device that is a time travel device. You know, they're they're basically they're not saying that, but that's like heavily hinted out at throughout the entire movie. And then, you know. Almost all everybody but the doctor, the Nazi doctor to me was could have been any person at any point. And like they kept showing um, the black actress. uh, I I can't I don't know her name or even her name in the in the uh, movie. And they didn't flesh that character out, I think, almost at all. Like she was shown a lot and on camera, but like just nothing. I think no substance there for me i think they had a whole like other plot with her that got cut Mm because it doesn't really make sense the stuff you see in the movie it looks like she's a character like um that they were focusing on they had a backstory in on her face multiple times in this movie and you're like i don't know who this bitch really is like i don't know what (laughs) we got going on like what is this like i think this movie is two hours and 45 minutes i think they're like all right we oh, we yeah. we've we got to cut some stuff out Fuck, of this because fucking, it's already yeah let's talk about long. that that oh my god you know i don't know that any other indiana in indiana jones movies was there points and I, I guess the last one had that alien bullshit there was a point in this movie where i was like all right you gotta be fucking like just, let's just let's go they Rob, it, without spoilers, you know all the Indiana Jones filler that happens up to this point. They go through this time portal uh, in an airplane with all the characters you've been following. Everybody goes back in time except the black lady. They kill her before that. The Then they, they're back in like this ancient Roman time, and he's meeting Archimedes or whatever. And I'm just oh, like, this they is... They all speak English back then? Yes, basically. And <laughs> It is, or actually, I think they're speaking some Italian. I won't, I won't shit on them. They're they speaking the Italian, or whatever the hell they are. You know, <laughs> uh, they, they talk with their hands a lot. Um, That's what And God, I'm just like at the time, me and Vector are in there, and I'm just like, oh my God, this movie is like another. 25 minutes from being over like is that when everybody looks at you and goes wrap the shit up (laughs) (laughs) the the boomers next to us they moved down seats to get some better seats i've never seen that in a movie theater Uh, i gotta get closer to that screen (laughs) they move they move to the handicap seats next to us the light (laughs) i'm I'm one row closer the light hits my eyes that much faster (laughs) yeah so these these people took the handicap seats next to us after they realized nobody with the handicap was there and then uh, they were giggling the whole time. They loved uh, old ass Harrison in there, I guess. Um, to me, I didn't really care for it. Uh, but yeah, there's a point where they go, they do the thing back in time. And I'm like, all right, like, man, this fucking movie is two and a half hours deep. I feel like at this point, like we need to wrap this shit up. And there's like, 
a lot of dialogue, a lot of like, you know, they don't want, you know, Indiana Jones wants to stay with Archimedes, you know, for history and all this stuff. And they got to argue. It's just like, all right, man, like this feels so generic to me that I'm just like, I'm over See, I the had, at this point. I had the opposite reaction, Rob. That was when the movie got good to me is when they had the time travel, like everything up to the time travel thing. Mm-hmm. I think they could have cut like that very first opening scene with him on the train. I think they right. could have cut that. Um, that yeah, taken out twenty minutes from the movie. And, and I would say my my I I almost it's not it's almost not even that I think that the movie's bad. I think that is interesting. I think you should keep that in. But it was like once we got there, I was like I knew we had a lot left. You know what I mean? I'm just like I'm more it just exhausted with the movie at that point. I, I I would almost agree with you though. It is like maybe the better part, and you cut a ton of that other garbage before for yeah, sure. Because I think. And I, I was I was listening to a bunch of reviews on this right after we saw the film. Mm-hmm. A bunch of people were saying the reason why they thought that was the best part of the movie when they're flying towards the time portal, they mm-hmm. said, "I don't know what's going to happen." They, they like everything up to that point. They're like, "All right, we know what's going to happen. It's, this is generic. All right, he's running from the Nazis. Whatever. We already know what's going to happen." When they were flying towards the time portal, we were like, "Is." Is he going to go back in time? And then if he goes back in time, is he going to go to the Nazi? Because they were trying to get back to World War II and change history. Um, Hold on. Kill Hitler? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, super original idea, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) We'll go kill baby Hitler. (laughs) I thought that was interesting that we didn't know where it was going to go from there. And then once they went through the time portal and they're actually, they're like, Oh, they did go back in time. Like this is not fake. They actually went back to Archimedes time. Once they got there, the whole thing about, he said he wanted to die there. And I was thinking, I was like, they could end it right here. And that might be a good ending because it's like, all right, he's been the whole series. He's been an archeologist. So this guy like he lives for history and he goes back in time and he dies in the, you know, whatever time period, that would be interesting. Then I was also thinking about, okay, what Phoebe Waller Bridges character was saying, like, if you stay here, you're going to ruin the timeline. Like you're going to mess up everything mm-hmm. from this point forward. So I was like, Oh yeah, maybe, we, maybe he shouldn't stay there. So yeah. I, at the same time, I was like juggling back and forth. Is this a good idea? Or is this not a good idea? So, yeah. That was interesting to me that they did that. They actually went back in time. Yeah, and I think if you if you would have put that like halfway or maybe even a little further back and then make a good second half of the movie Indy getting back because Rob what happens basically they argue and then they they punch Indiana Jones in the face, knock him out. They don't tell you any they don't show you them going back into normal time or back into the regular timeline. Indy comes back. I don't know who the lady is that he's about to bang. She's there. And then they end so, they end the movie gotta, with his hat being pulled. Yeah, tell us more about the banging. I got to tell you real quick. So that lady that Jeff didn't know is the original love interest from the very first movie. That mm. was his wife in the last movie. Um, she's a famous, like she's basically Princess Leia of this uh, franchise. So that's Indiana that Jones was going to bang his wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There was a little too much kissing at the end. That's and the opposite the end, of shock. <laughs> I guess he does this in the other movies. He pulls his hat at the end 
And then all I took from that as somebody not a fan, I'm like, okay, so Indiana Jones bangs his wife with the hat on nice. was how I took that. I don't know about Vactor. I think Vactor, you know, he was all sentimental about well, it. Well, I always but, made that assumption. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, when I saw that, I was like, oh, he's not done yet. He's going to go on another adventure after this because mm-hmm. like the whole – the very last shot is the hat is hanging up and it's like that Looney Tunes. After he got done making out with his wife. Is closing and you're like, oh, this is a nice fitting. And and then right before the circle closes, he reaches out and he grabs the hat. So I'm like, oh, he's coming back. There's another Indiana Jones No, he's, he's got to wear the hat to do it with his wife. <laughs> hold on, baby. Baby, hold on. <laughs> I got to grab the hat. This is my mojo. Yeah. Sick, so, guys. Rob, I don't think you've ever talked to me about Indiana Jones. Do you like the franchise of Indiana Yeah, Jones? I mean, I enjoy the first three, you know, just as much as anybody else does. I agree with you. That's not like it's Star Wars or it's, you know, uh, Back to the Future or anything like that. But, you know, I've enjoyed the movies for what they were. I did not particularly enjoy uh, The Crystal Skull. As a matter of fact, I only saw it the one time in theater and never went back. And I sort of had that mindset with this movie like uh, the you guys have hit the peak right mm-hmm. and you know how many movies have come back years later there's like that's the trend now you know you got a beetlejuice 2 you got your zoolander 2 obviously it's not in the same league zoolander isn't in the same league as indiana jones but just an example dumb and dumber 2 you know all these franchises that are dead and gone and they're bringing them back for pure nostalgia and usually outside of the nostalgia they're not that good um, so I was, wasn't super motivated to see this movie and I was really just waiting on if, if this, you know, movie miraculously blows everyone out of the water, you know, it's getting great rotten tomatoes. Everybody's like, I can't believe they did it. They really did it. The bastards <laughs> did it. They brought back Indiana Jones. You know, I probably would have picked myself up and went to the theater to see it. But based on what I'm hearing, that's not really the case. And I will probably simply wait till disney plus this would be a good one to watch on disney plus um like i said there seems to be a longer cut of this movie that has these subplots with these other characters because like jeff said there's multiple characters that you it seems like they are pivotal characters but then they cut away and you just never find out about them and i think there's a bunch of stuff maybe when it comes out on Blu-ray, we'll see uh, the Mangold cut. It's three and a half hours long, and we get her whole backstory um, just to see what's going on. Because I did think she was an interesting character, um, and I w- I did want to know like what was going on with her before this movie, like to set her up as this CIA agent, you know, in the sixties, the late sixties. So I think that's might be interesting if they decide to put you know the cutting room floor stuff on there uh but yeah this is a good one to watch on disney plus i would not run out to the theater all right now we're running out of time boys but i do want you to talk about mission impossible dead reckoning part one yes starring everybody's favorite scientologist tom cruise (laughs) uh who has gone on to say that he will make it or i almost said indiana jones he will make mission impossible movies until he is in a wheelchair and cannot move anymore. They have to hold him up with strings. 
Which is uh, funny because all leading up to this movie, and I was talking to Jeff after we got out, all they said was, this is the last one. This is the last. This is the final hurrah. For Dead record. That's this how they the get you to go one. see it. <laughs> also, dying. but it's part one. It's like Fast X. It's like, <laughs> yeah, this is the last Fast and Furious movie, but it's in three parts. Yeah. So there's yeah. actually two more <laughs> after this. Not to mention the spinoffs, but those are the oh, last man. ones too, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so not only did Tom Cruise say that, but the director, Chris McQuarrie, also said, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to do another one. I I could be convinced to do another one. So I don't know if this is the last one or not. But uh, Mission Impossible is a series that, unlike Indiana Jones, as we talked about with the Crystal Skull, the the later installments are actually good. And Tom Cruise getting older has not, I think, made the films less, you know, mm-hmm. not as good. Uh, so. I'm a big fan of Mission Impossible. I'm a fan of uh, of all of the films, but I was excited about this one. And my review of this movie, it is a good Mission Impossible movie. Like everything you're expecting it to be, it is. There wasn't anything that surprised me that I was like, oh, I've never seen that before. Um, it's Tom Cruise doing his own stunts, like, running on a, a lot. plane this time. <laughs> oh, wow. <Yeah>. And. <laughs> <laughs> There's a scene in this movie which is exactly like Indiana Jones, where they're running on top of trains and they're fighting. And it's like, wait a yeah. minute, did they we, not see the other movie? <laughs> we watch these two movies. They they chain uh, train chasing scenes and a lot of running. It was like yes. a, it was like a marathon. Yeah, but I had a good time with this one. Dead Reckoning, I would say, is worth seeing in the theater. It's a great action movie if you like action movies this is like the perfect movie for my dad like he loves these type of movies uh it's uh-huh. it's a james bond movie you know going to different locations exotic locations there's another MacGuffin, as there always is in every single movie oh you gotta get the box you gotta go run over yeah. there and get that box all right now you gotta run over there and get that box um but this one has an ai h- hinge to it and I thought that was interesting, us being technology guys. And I asked Jeff what he thought about the like the MacGuffin being AI and what is the effect. Like that's basically the villain of the movie is yeah. chat GPT. The whole thing is like there's <laughs> yeah. an algorithm and it's yeah. going to get you. This <laughs> algorithm is so smart. Wow. I liked you. that the first time in uh... Space Jam back in action. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever the stupid, fuck that movie was called. This goes back <laughs> to war games. Like there's the the rogue right. AI thing of right, the computers are gonna Skynet is gonna get us, guys. You know, that fear uh-huh. has always been there. But I think it's interesting because of like our current lives and what we experience on a day-to-day basis is a lot more than like in the 80s when you're talking about AI, people are not all right, let me go to chat GPT right after this and let me uh, change my voice and do all these things with AI. Let me uh, get an AI generated image. You know, I think we have so much more access now than we did back in the day. This to me felt a little bit more close to home. Like there's a scene in the movie where Simon Pegg's character gets his voice altered and it's the AI talking to Tom Cruise in his ear. Mm. And he like, you can't, how would you know it's not Simon Pegg, right? Like it sounds exactly like him. The AI voice generation, that is believable to a point where it's like, oh yeah, what would you do 
there's you can't really stop that. Like there's nothing you can do to to combat the. I know that you're the AI versus I know it's t Simon Pig. So Jeff, real quick, tell us what did you think about the AI mm -hmm. aspect of the movie? Um, I thought it was interesting. You know the, the 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 dialogue, and this is a problem I have with the movie in general. Is like. Um, I really like the movie, but uh, some of the dialogue in here and like some of the jokes don't land uh, for me personally. And I think like it falls into a little bit of that trap where like they're just spewing like technical mumbo jumbo, you know, in some of the parts. They're like, oh, well, you got to get to the source code to get to the blah, 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 blah. And you know, you're like, all right, you don't really know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, you know, you're just kind of like, get to the source stuff. code. Uh, so you know, there's there's a, a little bit of of that that bothered me, and that's why I told you know Vector when we got out of the theater. Um, but I mean, overall, I think it it makes it interesting. I think it's an interesting way to get them to, you know, strip the team of technology, you know, mm -hmm. and like give them sort of like an extra layer of difficulty to everything they have to do in this movie. Um, right. So, you know, I'd say it's, uh, I do, I do like it in general, you know, aside from like a couple of the like dialogue things about it, you know? Yeah. I, I also said this after the movie, Rob, and I actually would like to get your take on this. I think we're getting to the point now mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. the technology where it's going to be hard for writers to be like, Oh, how do we put these guys in peril? Um, and the, the analogy that I gave Jeff was in a lot of uh, movies now and even in comic books, I've seen writers be like, yeah, I just ended up setting it in the 80s because I didn't want to have to deal with cell phones. Like anything can be looked up on a cell mm -hmm. phone. Like right. there's so many problems that can just be eliminated if somebody's got, oh, it's got a phone on it. We can just call mm -hmm. 911 or whatever it is. So I think we're getting to that point now with facial recognition and AI, all of those technology things are coming to a head where it's going to be difficult to write a scenario where somebody's in danger where you're like, oh, wait a minute. They can just like look it up. They can just Google that or they can do that. So do you, Rob, think it's a problem for facial technology? Like they had this in Minority Report too, uh, where it's like, no matter what train you get on, no matter what stoplight you go to, every camera's looking at your face, can identify you, can pinpoint you. And with GPS, it's like, do you, Rob, think it's getting to a point where technology is going to be like, oh, yeah, it's not interesting anymore. Like, how do we how do we put these guys in danger? Or how do they get out of that? Like, right. you know, the point where it's like, where is that guy? Oh, wait a minute. Why? Why is that a problem? Because technology could just saw, that guy's right there. We we have his face on every single camera on every corner. Like, why is that a problem? Like, do you think that's going to get to a point with technology where the movies are just not even going to be interesting anymore? No, because it, they'll just go back and do what Jeff said. They will be there. Will be a plot point in the movie where they're saying, "I hacked into the mainframe. <laughs> Cameras are down." they actually kind of do that in this movie and there's a counter for that like it's kind of hard to back explain. up mainframe is up sucker. <laughs> <laughs> you got 30 mainframes i but, guess you could i guess it's not the mainframe if it's the second it's the second frame <laughs> no uh in all serious i I'm not really that worried about that um, because I feel like as 
time evolves and stories evolve and technologies evolve, you know, if you're going to be a good writer, you've, you'll have to come up with creative uh, ways around these things. Uh, so either you're going to get a bunch of movies that are set in the 80s or you'll get some, uh, I hope, writers that are uh, stretching a bit of their creativity to work their way around these problems. So I don't I, I feel like it could be an issue, but I'm not confident that it's going to be a major issue. Yeah, well, I, I think Jeff and I both enjoyed Mission mm. Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Part 2 comes out next year, June 28th, 2024. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say if I would say one other thing, it is one of the better it's the reason we're gonna go see Oppenheimer too. One of the better looking movies I think you'll see this year. As well, mm-hmm. I'll be at noticed, Barbie personally. <laughs> I just noticed this movie has a two hundred ninety one million dollar budget. It is one of the most expensive films ever made and the most expensive in the franchise. So I hope it looks good for being one of the most expensive movies of all time. Uh, yeah, I think the uh, the movie looks good, and uh, like I said, it's that classic Tom Cruise. If you like seeing Tom Cruise run, you're gonna love this movie. I want him to go back to being uh, that bald uh, producer guy in <laughs> Les Grossman. Yeah, yes. where's that Les Grossman movie we were promised years ago? <laughs> that movie never happened, and I'm yeah. still pissed. Uh, speaking of pissed, this episode of the Sandbox Gamers is about to come to an end. But don't turn off the podcast yet because I have a couple quick things to tell you. Or if you're watching us on live, if you happen to be watching us on YouTube live or you're watching it after the fact, don't skip to the next video. We need the clicks. All right. We only got 12 subscribers on the YouTube. Cut us a break. Uh, Let me tell you about a a way more successful YouTube channel, The Vactorverse, uh, starring our own Vactor, where he gives you everything and anything you could possibly ever want to know in comic books you ever need to know needed to know or will need to know is covered on that youtube page tell them vector that is a hundred percent correct each week in the vectorverse we're sharing different interviews with comic book content creators this week actually i just put out a new episode today normally i put them out on friday but we had a special case this week because i did a three-way crossover episode with Beer with Geeks and Animation Fascination. We were talking about the new Superman anime, My Adventures with Superman, which is on both Max, the HBO streaming service, as well as Adult Swim. I highly recommend it. It is a fantastic show. You can check out the latest episode of The Vactorverse and hear why I thought it was a great show. And then every day on the vectorverse i'm trying to put out a short piece of content uh, so check out different character biographies and different uh moments in the star wars universe so if you like star wars you like comic books you're gonna love the vectorverse and today i just learned about who guy gardener is that's a name that i've heard thrown about in comic books, I know he is a Green Lantern. I know that the ring passed him up for Hal Jordan. But outside of that, I didn't know nothing about him outside of his bowl cut. And Vactor helped enlighten me with the short today. So oh, I also just saw James Gunn said Nathan Fillion is going to have the bowl cut in the movie. <laughs> Take that. Uh, but don't try to talk to James Gunn directly on Instagram or Twitter or threads because that is cringe, everybody. <laughs> 
Now, <laughs> don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, do all the things on the YouTube page. If you're watching this on YouTube, don't forget to check out the link tree in the show notes because you'll find all our social media links there. Find us all on threads because we're pushing that. That's the latest dopamine hit when it comes to social networking. And the two things I say every week at the end of Sandbox Gamers. Bye, Tommy. GG.